Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 today. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. All committed believers must expect a life of bumps, bruises, and confrontation. This will not come just from the outside world, sadly, but even from the false teachers and self-enthroned leaders that we find often within the greater church today. To maintain a faithful walk, to continue to grow and to mature and to fulfill our calling in God, we must firmly be planted upon the rock of Christ and therefore willing to let Scripture be our position on all matters of life and faith. We are forever faced with this question. Will I stand through all the testing? Will I stand or will I fall under the weight? How many folks have begun this Christ life with good intentions, but today are in fact just casualties of their own flesh? How many are victims of slick pseudo-pastors who, desiring to have big churches, will itch the ears of the people rather than shepherd the flock? How many are casualties of the Jesus Light Movement, having a form of godliness but denying its power, quote-unquote, 2 Timothy 3.5? Those that will never realize Christ's Lordship, and they'll never consider sanctification. They'll never give it a second thought. Paul seemed to clearly understand these dangers. In fact, he lived with them every day. He knew something else, too. And that was that he would not survive this battle. He could not continue to remain standing if he tried to do it all under his own strength and by his own merit. No, something more was indeed needed and God had been faithful to deliver such in the form of His loving grace. Verse 1 of our text begins and says, Are we beginning again to commend ourselves? Or do we need, as do some, letters of commendation to you or from you? Now Paul's claim to the pastorate and his apostleship was not based upon someone else's letter of recommendation concerning him. No, it wasn't because Paul knew important people, you know, guys who would inflate his qualifications or kind of stretch his history. Nor was it because he was able to convince them through fast talk and smooth words of self-promotion. Paul was actually relying on the fruit of his ministry to give credence to his calling. He didn't have to talk up his work or himself For the fruit of his ministry was rather like an open letter, easily read by all men, both those redeemed and those yet in the world. There are many men who attempt to use this passage, this verse, if you will, to support their lack of ministerial credentials or their lack of church backing. But gang, that's not what this says. The passage here is speaking of commendations. It speaks of the fine accolades of men. Ministerial credentials are, in fact, not this thing at all. It's rather the acknowledgement of completed training. 
the credentials that come through mutual agreement of organizational authority and personal accountability. They also come via the blessings of faithful partners in like ministry, those who have witnessed, in full combat no less, the call of God upon that individual's life. Paul says in verse 2, You are our letter, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Usually those without uh, the backing of a church or established organization attempt to stand upon a high, righteous place, taking the high road with phrases like, Look, I just answer to God, not to men. Oh, really? Well, the apostles certainly didn't operate in that manner. Galatians 2.9 says, And when they perceived the grace that was given to me, James and Caiaphas and John, those who were reputed to be pillars, gave to Barnabas and me the right hand of fellowship, that we should go to the Gentiles, and they to the circumcision. And then in Acts 6.6, 6, these new ministers, quote, whom they set before the apostles, when they prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them out, no less. Paul in Galatians 2 verses 1 and 2 says, Then after a period of 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus also with me. I went up by revelation, and I laid before them, this is the leaders, the good news which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately before those who were respected, for fear that I might be running or had run in vain. So certainly Paul was not going it alone. Acts 15.4, when they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the assembly and the apostles and the elders, and they reported everything that God had done with them. There's also 1 Timothy 4.14 and Acts 13.2 and 3. Even in 1 Timothy, we read there the life requirements of those who seek these human blessings and the backing of people who were in established situations and established roles as well as the warnings of those who would give away those things flippantly. So these things do clearly matter. Ultimately, Paul had declared that a man's calling is manifested through his life, his service, as well as his journey to it. Therefore, if my path to the pulpit is riddled with rebellion and self-interest, no accountability and carnage, if I refuse human accountability and I refuse human authority in my life, it's difficult to say then that God has called me. All the denial in the world doesn't change the fact that God uses men to speak into other people's lives. It's his plan, it's his design and government. In the end, the fruit of my ministry does indeed speak in affirmation of my calling, or perhaps it speaks of the lack of it. It speaks not just in numbers of people, bear that in mind, but it speaks of scriptural adherence, it speaks of maturity and discipleship, and it speaks of reproducing Christians. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson, or Believer City Church, visit BelieversTogether.com.